Blog Talk Radio. Luckily, I think you can all hear me this evening, and um, so here we are. Okay, so, you know, many people have heard feng shui, they see it written, and they're like, how do I pronounce it? And for many years, I had not heard it pronounced. I had only seen it, read about it, and in my mind, I called it feng shui. And um, I was just fascinated by it. So I studied it for almost 20 years before I became certified in it. And when I found my way to feng shui, I felt like um, I had come home in many ways because I'm a big energy person and um, <clears throat> have understood energy and understood the energy and physical bodies. And when I was a nurse for many years, I, I knew that many of the illnesses that I saw were like an end result from, you know, imbalances in the thinking and the emotions and the spirit. And so feng shui dovetailed into my own personal philosophy and took me to a whole new level in understanding the world. So tonight I am going to talk, 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 and um, and then we should have time for questions at the end. So as I am uh, explaining the feng shui and uh you know, et cetera. If you have a question, just write it down. And at one point um, in the call, I will ask you to uh, draw a diagram on a fresh sheet of paper. So if you want to get your paper and your pen now, then that will make it easier when we um, get to that section. So basically, what feng shui means is wind and water. And um, if you've ever been in a place where there's a there's a stream or a pond um, that is just stagnant and there's just nothing but, you know, the green algae on it and mosquitoes and insects that, you know, kind of like it because it's very still and just not moving and you think, yuck, I would never want to go swimming in that. I'd be covered in, you know, disgusting stuff. Well, that's the wind part of feng shui because when... Um, when we have movement in a pond, a stream, or a lake, or a fountain, or a river, or an ocean, um, and that's, you know, when you think about an ocean, the tides come in, and then the tides go out, and then the tides come in, and then the tides go out. There's a dance, and there's a movement. And that's what we want with water in our life. We don't want things to be congested. And now we'll go to the wind. With the wind, anyone who's ever uh, been in, you know, an area where, well, let's just say the Midwest, when it's 100 degrees and it's it's soaking wet, you go outside and within, you know, moments you're like um, perspiring and your skin is perspiring because there's no there's no movement with the wind, and yet we can have that 100 degrees and be next to the ocean and with the water and the cooling aspect of the wind coming in, then we're we're more comfortable. So the thing about uh, feng and shui and wind and water is that we don't want a tornado. We don't want too much wind coming in and just causing a vortex of knocking us over. And the same thing with the water. We don't want the water rushing so fast that we have a flood and then the next thing you know we're drowning. So there's a dance. There's a dance of creating the feeling of movement and, and, you know, and also being still and peaceful. 
So there's an art to this. And if you've ever walked into a home or business that has been feng shuied, you will feel it when you walk in. And sometimes you won't be able to put your finger on it, but you'll say, oh, I want to go back to that place. I, I like the feeling of this bank. I like the feeling of this restaurant. You know, and the same holds true with when we have a restaurant that has failed and then another restaurant comes in, or a business. It doesn't have to necessarily be a restaurant, but, you know, restaurants come and go a little faster than some of the other businesses. So you see a, a, a restaurant or a business that has failed, then another business comes in, and then that one fails, then another one comes in, and you're like, hmm, I wonder how long that one's going to last. That's the same energy that I'm talking about with stagnant chi that is not moving, that is not balanced. So feng shui goes back thousands of years, and um, some people say that, well, most people um, say that it came from China, but there are many who say it came from Tibet, and there is also a form of feng shui called vastu that comes from India, and they claim that that's even older than feng shui, and the reality is it really doesn't matter because um, all of it is about energy, and, um, you know, there's... You know, throughout time, there's just been a, an approach with feng shui that, that works. Now, I studied with black hat sect uh, feng shui and western feng shui. When feng shui uh, came to the, you know, to the western world, shall we say, it changed a little bit, and, um, but it's still, the basic tenets are true. But what did change um, is that, it was more westernized because a lot of the homes in the U.S. are not exactly um, like the, the the homes in China, um, and uh, so you, we did you know Western feng shui adjusted a little bit, but uh, for the most part it's still the same. There are other schools of feng shui. There's the Compass. There's the Flying Star. There's a lot of other schools, but Black Hat Sect is the most well known and um, the most uh, ancient. Of, of feng shui, so to speak, in the U.S., and that is the form that I studied. So you will hear me talking about, you know, what I have trained in, um, and I think that really I could talk on and on about the history of feng shui, but um, there's a lot on the Internet that you can read, um, but there's basic tools with feng shui, and um, the the first basic um, rule of feng shui is that in order to uh, be able to even feng shui a home, um, the first thing to do is to clear the clutter. Now, why do we clear the clutter? Because when we have um, clutter in a home, it stops the chi from being able to move. This is why when you have a laundry room or a basement filled with um, excess things, you know, like you have attics and you have basements, and those are the two places of the home that that um, seem to attract clutter, shall we say. Why do you think spiders like um, basements and attics? They like them because, for the most part, they can sit there and nest, they can do whatever they want, and no one's going to bother them. So we have yin rooms and yang rooms, and um, a yin room is more of a dark, um, quieter room or a room with less activity. So basements, for the most part, with the storage areas, are yin rooms. Now imagine, um, if you would, you know, I'm sure you've seen the, the, the show The Hoarders at some point or heard about it or have experienced a hoarder along the way in your life. People who are hoarders, are holding on to every little thing that they think they might ever need in their life. And what they create is a lack of trust in the universe. They create, um, some people think, oh, I have something for everything in case it ever happens. Well, guess what? That, that holding on and having too much is what stops the flow because nature likes to come into an open space and um, bring in new energy. So when you learn the law of attraction or when you learn to use feng shui, um, one of the first things to do is to uh, get a clipboard, go room to room, and look at every single thing in each room and say, do I love this? Do I use this? Or should I lose this? 
And one of the first things that I suggest with any type of working with a home is to um, take the clipboard and go room to room and see what you have that is broken, that is something that maybe Aunt Mabel gave to you for your wedding present and you put it out because Aunt Mabel gave it to you, but you've never really liked it. Because what happens is when we start filling our space with all of these things that are just just things, like a picture that, oh, that looked nice, but maybe you bought that picture 20 years ago and that picture is no longer a, re- a reflection of who you are today. Broken computers, broken fax machines, um, dishes that are broken, things, pots that are broken, anything that is broken or that you don't use. That You know, um, I once had a, a woman in one of my feng shui classes who had been married and received all these amazing wedding presents, you know, like, uh, you know, things in the kitchen, appliances and all this stuff. And then she got divorced and she said, I never cooked even when I was married. But she had all of these fancy cuisine arts and all these other things. And she just gave them away. She just gave them to people. And what she said is that afterwards she manifested so much good in her life that she couldn't believe it. And, you know, there are the stories of people who never really go on a diet, but what they do is they clean their closet out. I've known so many um, people that this has happened to. They go into their closet, same process, love it, use it, lose it. If you haven't worn it in two years, get rid of it. If it's something that, you know, sometimes you you can just change so much in a short time that, you know, even clothes you bought a year ago are not who you are today. The, the 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 minute you say this is no longer supporting the expression of who I am today and you let it go, then amazing things happen because, as I said, nature likes to come into a vacuum and fill it with either, you know, things or good wishes, goodwill, etc. I once taught a feng shui class and I was talking about the love it, use it, or lose it. And afterwards, a lady came up to me, and she she said, you know, I saw her kind of like, you know, being in line, and then someone else would come behind her, and she'd scoot and go behind that person. And finally, you know, she was the last person in the line after the class to ask me a question, and she said, I wanted to talk to you alone. She said, this talk that you gave today helped me so much. She said, when you were talking about dead Sha Chi and how... If you don't really use these things, let them go. She said, I have to tell you something. She says, my husband died 10 years ago. And she said, I still had every piece of, you know, his his tools that he used. I had all of his clothing. I had everything because I thought that if I let it go, I would be not honoring him. And she said, I now see that by letting all that go, I'm, I am actually honoring him because I'm creating new aliveness in my life and she said I can't thank you enough and I just knew in that moment that that woman's life had been changed because you know a lot of the work that I do in feng shui is um, going into homes and it's a very personal thing to have someone a feng shui person come into your home with their little laser eyes and reading the energy of your home and Sometimes people will will schedule three months out because they know that it will take them three months to get their clutter cleared. And I'm like, no, 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 have me come now, <laughs> and, and I can help you figure out where to start. But, you know, it it all depends. And, and you know, each consultation is different. But the one thing that I can tell you is that um, feng shui consultants know the energy of working with everything in a space, and they, um, they're they non-judgmental in most cases. I mean, we see everything. I can only speak, I really should speak for myself. I've seen everything, and I know that in my own home, there was a time when I had so much stuff, it was just ridiculous. And I worked with organizers for almost a year, a little over a year, and just, and it's still, it's a process because I still manifest. And when I released clothes, when I lost weight a few years ago, as soon as I would let three bags of clothes go, I'm not exaggerating. Someone would say, oh, I have some clothes I want to give you. So it was a process of, of, of bags going out and bags coming in, and finally I had to say, stop, too much until I can clear things out. And one of the exercises that I worked with in my own life when I started working with having too much stuff was before I could bring one item into my house, if it was a new blouse or, you know, it wasn't always clothes, but anything new, anything new other than groceries and et cetera, in order for me to bring that one item in, I had to let two go. 
And it was a good process for me because I had to think everything through. Is this, do I really need this? Do I really need another Buddha or do I have enough Buddhas in my home? Do I really need another candlestick or do I have enough candlesticks? So this is this is the process. So you go through with your clipboard, you look from room to room, and you look at each room and you look at the pictures on the walls. You look at the knickknacks on the on the surfaces. You look at anything that's broken or anything anything that is just no longer what you love, and that's a good place to start. You also look at clutter anywhere because clutter stops the vital energy um, that our homes need to breathe and to um, to support us in our thinking. So one of the things about clutter, whether it's magazines, whether it's the junk drawer, whether it's piles of laundry, whether it's um, the new form of uh, clutter is on uh, computers, you know, because cleaning out the email boxes, um, that's one of the biggest things that, you know, is the newest form of clutter. So I could go on and on about clutter. I could probably spend more, well, I know I could, more than an hour. And when, um, if you uh, decide to go further with feng shui, I'll tell you, we have like almost a whole day just on helping people know where to start. But I do do want to talk a little bit more, and then we're going to switch to another direction with this. Um, so corners in your home is another place where um, the vital energy of chi comes to a stop when you have stacks of things or or books. And magazines and books are really one of the fastest ways to um, accumulate stagnant chi. You know, like, oh, I'm going to read that or whatever. So a trick with magazines is rather than, like, stressing over, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to get to that article or, oh, I wanted to save that for, is to, um, or you've read this magazine and you're thinking, oh, I want to order a subscription. One of the fastest things to do is to just tear the cover off with the contact information and create a file and put the covers of the magazines that you feel drawn to possibly subscribing to or reading online, and then donate those magazines. Get rid of them or keep them in a certain spot for a feng shui vision board um, and then get rid of them. <laughs> so... Um, but talking about clutter behind uh behind doors is another place if if there is clutter behind a door or anything that is impeding a door uh, opening and closing a door it will slow the chi down and it will cause problems in your home i was once visiting uh, a friend in ohio and there was a class um that evening, I forget what it was on, something, but, you know, something for the mind, body, or spirit. And, of course, I'm like, okay, I'd love to go. She asked me to come along. And when she introduced me, she said, this is Cindy Meyer from St. Louis. She's a publisher of Spirit Seeker magazine, and she's a feng shui consultant. This guy says, oh, I know all about feng shui. He says, let me tell you a story. He said, there was a time where I had this back pain that I'd been to chiropractors, I'd been to neurologists, I'd been to pain management doctors. Nothing would take this pain in my low back away. And he said it was just to the point where, you know, my life was like, you know, my quality of life was being, you know, decreased because I had this back pain all the time. He said, and then I met this feng shui consultant, and she said, I bet I can help you with that back pain. So she came to his house to do a feng shui consultation, and lo and behold, right by his front door was this stack of books that he was carrying, getting ready to donate them when his back, you know, kind of went out. So he put the books down right in that spot, and those books had been exactly where he put them those months ahead. And every time the door, the front door would open, bang, into the books, and it sent a jolt right across his low back, right where his pain was. The minute the books were removed from that area and the minute the door could open and close with ease, his back pain went away. It was gone. But that's what happens when we have things that are in our way or, you know, when we can't walk directly to a place. We have to walk around something or, like, whatever. And that's how injuries happen, and it's also how um, the chi gets slowed down. So, once again, I'm going to talk about this chi or energy the whole way through because that's what we're working with. 
Closets are another place. Closets um, are basically the bowels of our home and the bowels of our office. And the feng shui energy here uh, is in most places dead energy unless it's a closet where you can easily and effortlessly go into the closet and you can easily and effortlessly find that exact shirt that you want. But if you have a closet that is overflowing or things are not organized or you have, um, as I did, I had two spare bedrooms and I just put extra things in those closets. And then recently I um, have two um, people staying in those rooms. So in order to prepare those rooms, I had to take, I mean, it was quite a process because I mean, I, my daughter had lived in the one year for 22 years. I mean, even when she went away to college, it was her room. When uh, she was here at Christmas, she did finally go through most of her stuff, but there was still stuff from her in that room. And then once she, um, you know, moved to Europe, I was using that room, the closet for my extra clothes or the clothes that were too small, too big, whatever, you know, you get the idea. So um, all that had to be removed, and all I can tell you is that since I've moved and gone through, I mean, I have spent more trips going to Goodwill, donating, getting rid of stuff, because some of it was hers, some of it was mine, you know, and et cetera, but it has, the phone has been ringing nonstop with new clients, new situations, because of the fact that I'm clearing out the space. That's how feng shui works. So um, closets, drawers, et cetera, those are all really, really um good places to clear out. And even if you're a neat freak, it's still a good idea to go through and figure out, is this really something that um, I need to hold on to or is this this really something that I still love today? And Sarah Brecknick once uh, wrote a book called Simple Abundance. And one of the exercises in that book that I, I find fabulous and recommend to people is to take every picture off the walls in your main living area. Take every knick-knack off of your um, tables and counters and everything in your in your living room. So this is where she recommends it. You take everything down, strip it down for 30 days. And for 30 days, you live in that um, that blankness and that that openness. And then after 30 days, you look at your stuff and decide if you really want to put it back. And, you know, I once feng shui a house where um, it was an apartment, and the lady had lived there for nine years, and she was finally ready, you know, to to make all these major changes. And so, and part of what um, triggered it was her landlord said, you know, we haven't painted your apartment in nine years, and so... Um, we're going to paint it, so I wanted to let you know when that was happening. And that was the trigger for her to actually have a feng shui consultation to pick out, you know, what color paint she wanted to have the, the landlord paint it. And she wanted to make some changes. So she says to me, she asks, she said, well, Cindy, she said, should I leave all the nails in the walls when they paint so that um, so that I know where to put my pictures back afterwards? And I said to her, excuse me, but I thought we were going to change things. And um, we actually worked with a third person on her project. We had an interior designer that she selected. And um, I I kind of, you know, worked with her, with the designer indirectly. In some cases, I work with the client with colors and fabrics and um, furnishings. But a lot of times people will have their own designer and then I need to honor both of both both everything, but then I also need to like look at it and see if it's uh, true to the tenets of feng shui. So, I mean, I've worked from blueprints with homes, with restaurants, with businesses. I mean, I've I've done it all. But um, but in this case, I said, why would you put everything back in the same spot when you're trying to change the the way this feels? And she's like oh, my gosh, but what about all my certificates on the wall in my office? She said, I paid someone to come over here and figure out how to put all my certificates. I mean, she probably had 30 different diplomas and certificates. And I said, you know what? I said, in that particular case, you know your office is staying the same, you know, other than a couple of changes with furnishings and colors. I said, go ahead, but everything else, totally, totally do not have those nails left. 
But this is how people think. They think that because, you know, they bought this particular picture and they spent a lot of money on it and maybe it was 30 years ago, then they have to keep that and they have to, like, look at it every day. If it's not bringing you joy, or even if it is bringing you joy, move it to another area and see what happens in your life. Once you learn the 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 basics of feng shui, you will realize that change is good. Change is good. There's a there's actually a book written about moving 27 things in your um in your home or your work environment, just going and moving 27 things. If something's, you know, in this room, move it to that room. And with the movement of the 27 things, huge change can happen in your life because things are different. If you have collections of things, you know, like I have I have Buddhas, but I don't have them all together, but I once feng shui a home that the lady collected elephants. So everyone would give her elephants for Mother's Day, her birthday, the holidays, and she had a collection of over 100 elephants, but you could not see them because they were all put out together. There were like tables, you know, those display tables that have the glass top where you can look inside and hear all these objects. That was filled with elephants. The bookshelves were filled with elephants. And um, once she packed all of them away and only put a few of them out, people were like, oh, my gosh, is that new? No, it wasn't new, but they could actually see it. And that's what moving and changing your environment is all about. So feng shui also works with um, works with nature, and you know the feeling that you have with nature is um, well. Everyone has different feelings, but you know there's a cycle. You know we go through if you know no matter where you live, there's always almost always more than one season, and your your life is like that. And so the spring cleaning that happens, no matter where you live, when spring comes and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, open the windows, you know, the way way it used to be, open the windows, let the air in, beat the mattress, um, use the lemon oil to cut through everything. Those, were, those are actually um, tips that you can use in every single day. Like symbolically opening your windows and letting new chi in and then, you know, closing the windows if it's, you know, hot or whatever. But it's still, by letting new air in, by letting new aliveness in, it creates new chi in your home. You know, if any of you have ever um, seen shopkeepers with, with you know, different uh, businesses, but especially an Asian-owned business, you will see them in the morning out there with a broom, sweep, 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 um, you know, with the entrance, and they're, they're, what they're doing is they're clearing out the old energy and they're making way for the new energy. It's all symbolic and it does work. One of the challenges in today's society is that people get in their car in their garage and they leave and then they come back from wherever they were and into the garage they come again and then into their home they come through through whatever door comes from that garage. And they very rarely, if ever, enter in the front door of their home. What this creates is um, stagnant sha chi at the entrance to your home. And one of the fastest ways to increase the chi or energy in your life and in your home is to work with your front door. Your front door is called the the greatest mouth of chi. It is the biggest opening that people enter or exit your home. So when a person comes to your home, chances are, unless you're a person who says, just come in through the garage, and some people actually do this, but when that happens, you're you're missing the whole opportunity of that person coming up your sidewalk or however you get to your front door, but in most cases it's a sidewalk, and then they are standing on your porch or your entryway, and they are feeling you before they ever come in that door. And with this new way of coming in and out of our garages and never entering our home, we don't always see what others see. So one of the assignments that I give many of my clients who are saying, oh, it's just everything's stuck in my life, it's not moving, is I make them park their, or not make them, I suggest that they park their car in their garage and then they they come into the entryway of their home for one month. 
And I cannot tell you how many people send me emails, you know, or or call and say that one little thing changed my life. So what do we do with that entryway? Okay. I'm going to give you several things you can do. The number one thing is to change it. If you have a wreath on your front door or, you know, sometimes there's a welcome or whatever, um, you know, some kind of a plaque that says welcome, uh, it's it's a good idea to change it at least every three months. You can rotate the different things that you put on your door. You can do seasonal things. But just by virtue of putting, you know, a wreath on or a pumpkin or something that's, you know, more autumn-y. I mean, right now, you know, we're getting ready to move into the autumn. And that's a perfect time to use um, feng shui because, you know, um, some of the tips are to, you know, look at your garden and trim away, trim away all the old, um, the old dead, you know, debris before uh, winter starts. And uh, going back to your front entryway, it's the perfect time to look at your look at your doormat, you know, if you have one, and is it bright and shiny or is it worn and tattered um you know do you have uh plants that have been sitting or pots that are sitting on your front porch that are just like they don't even have anything in them um or they have dead dried flowers um so the first thing is to update that entryway to your home um make it look as beautiful and appealing and if you don't really know what you want when you take a walk in your neighborhood or when you drive, start looking at the different homes and see which homes you're drawn to. You know, my my son, who's now 15, um, and doesn't take walks with mom anymore, but when he was younger, we would take walks together, and I taught him about energy and homes. And so I, I would say, okay, so what do you sense about that house? And I'll never forget, there was this one home that was a rental property and, you know, went through renter after renter after renter, and he said, Mom, this one's dead. And I said, what do you mean dead? He goes, just look at it. He says, there's nothing that says, come come, come in, please. He says, there's nothing that draws you to that house. He said, it's just totally a dead house. And he was right, because they were renters. A lot of the, the people that came through there were just like, what difference does it make? Why should I do any home improvements? I'm only here for a short time, et cetera. But what's interesting is that um, at the end of my street, there is another rental property. And I, I know because I know the owner, and I know he has several properties. And the new owners of this house have their lamp on in, in their living room, and their blinds open, and they have two chairs out on their front porch. And, I mean, I, all I could think of it, I need to send an email to my friend saying you you selected the best renters ever because they are treating that home as if it is their home and they're loving it and you can totally feel the energy of that. Now, another thing to change your entryway, some other tips are to put wind chimes. And the reason you put wind chimes is that each and every time you hear the wind blowing and the chimes moving, then guess what that does? It starts to move the energy. Um, I painted my front doors red at one point in my journey through life, and um, (laughs) I'll never forget it. Uh, I painted the front doors red. I thought, well, Chinese restaurants have have red doors, so that'll really draw a lot of a lot of energy and attention. And then I put these um, uh, the wind chimes up. I forget what else I did. Oh, I know. I worked in the fame and reputation section. I put this picture of a horse chomping at the bit, and I thought every time I looked at that horse, I thought full speed ahead with my with my fame and reputation, you know. And so I so where my front door is is in the career area, and then here I am in fame and reputation, putting this horse chomping at the bit. So every time I heard the wind chimes ring, I'd like oh new business coming my way. Every time I looked at that horse. Full speed ahead well let me tell you something it was so much chi coming through that i had to like slow it down and i took that picture of that horse down and i'm like okay 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 i got it but it's too much <laughs> so the you know sometimes you can just have too much and you have to be prepared you know to handle the good that comes your way um you know it's very similar to the law of attraction i can remember um, interviewing Jerry and Esther Hicks. Well, actually, Esther Hicks um, was the one who did the call and uh, 
we were several publications across the U.S. were given the opportunity to interview her, and we were each allowed to ask three questions. And I said to her, I'll never forget this. I said, you know, it was, it was probably oh seven years ago. I said, Esther, I said, you know, I, I said, what happens when all the seeds you planted start to bear fruit all at one time, and you get overwhelmed? I said, I go into my doctor's office, and she's like, why don't you go study Chinese herbs, and I'll study acupuncture, and we can open a state of the art, you know healing center i said i go into the the chinese herbalist that i go to and he's like i want you to teach me your hands-on healing and i will teach you you know chinese medicine i said i go here and it's like someone else wants me to do something and i said and it's just i mean i i'm just like overwhelmed and she said well first of all and i and i'll never forget this these wise words she said first of all she said you are to be commended for understanding that you plant the seeds and then in time when it's when it's the right time the universe will will bring those seeds to germination but the seeds must be planted with intention and then the good comes and she said so this is what i would suggest she said never ever say it's too much she said instead with each and every opportunity that shows up you say i want to i want to really thank you for thinking of me at this time this is not really a match for me a vibrational match but if this were to change i will give you a call but i want to thank you so much for offering me this opportunity and that way she said you don't stop the chi when you say oh my gosh stop stop it's too much it's too much instead it's evaluating is very similar to do I love this opportunity? Will I use this opportunity? Will this keep me on my life path? Will this keep me going in the direction um, in which, you know, I have clearly stated that I'm co-creating with the universe? Or is it another distraction taking me in yet another direction that's taking me off my path? So when you, you know, and the other thing um, that she said is this. She said, I sense that you have even more opportunities coming. But she said, I, I sense that you will have all the support that you need to make all of these things possible. And she was totally 100% right. And I, you know, and I, you know, knew that she was like, that these are the basics, uh, the basic energies, you know, of working with feng shui. She was, you know, coming from a different direction with it. Um, but the other part that I want to mention about feng shui is as follows. It's really all about intention. And I've, I've come at it from a lot of angles um, in the short time we've been together tonight. But intention is very much a part of it. So if I suggest to a client that, Okay, say they want lo a love or a relationship or, you know, maybe they haven't had a partner or maybe they do have a partner but they want it to change, go to a deeper level of intimacy, whatever it is. But if they're saying, uh, or I want my divine partner, you know, I've waited and waited. When is he coming or when is she coming? So I will suggest activating the relationship corner. So first, what do we do? We clear the clutter out of the relationship corner, and then we put um, something symbolic of the love that we want to attract. So oftentimes in the relationship corner, I will suggest pairs of something. So with pairs, it can be a pair of, um, you know, uh, it just really doesn't matter, a pair of anything, or it can be a heart, or it can be a picture of two lovers, or a picture of, you know, two happy people. It can be a statue. It just anything that when, and, and, you know, actually in my relationship corner, I have these two beautiful plates, and they're right next to each other. And um, but when I look at them, I don't just see two plates. I see a pair of plates symbolizing what it is, you know, that I want in my relationships. And they're very zen-like and they're very peaceful-like. And you know, when I look at them, I think of. I have harmony in all my relationships, and I have um, a beautiful feeling of peace and serenity in all my relationships. So rose quartz crystals, a pair of those in the relationship corner will help you manifest love. Um, lots of different things you can do with the relationship corner. But remember, the trick is not to just put a pair of something and then say, okay, I did it, I'm done. 
Mm-mm, no, you're not. It has you have to be connected um, to the to the um, intention. And so, when you look at that pair of whatever it is you've decided to use as your symbol for a pair and your divine partner, then you need to say, "I know my partner's coming. I just know it, and I have put that energy in my relationship corner, and I'm ready to manifest it now." Same thing with any area of your life. Um, Okay, so now I'm going to have you get your sheets of paper and we're going to do a little drawing. So the first thing that I um, would like you to do is to draw a tic-tac-toe, like acting like you're playing tic-tac-toe. So when you do the tic-tac-toe, you're going to, of course, have three rows in the back, three rows in the middle, and three rows in the front. Okay, so once you have your tic-tac-toe, I want you to go to the back back row. And in the left, okay, now let me preface this. We are now going to act like we're um, feng shui in your house. So um, I'm going to explain this. This is called the bagua, or in Western feng shui, it is now called the grid. And this thing that I'm about to teach you is one part of feng shui. We have the one part of clearing the clutter. We have another part of energetically um, analyzing the home. So before I come to do a consultation, oh, and by the way, if you're not in St. Louis, I am Skyping and or, um, I'm actually not always Skyping because not everybody Skypes. Um, but what I what I do with my remote consultations is that um, the, the questionnaire is filled out, emailed to me, or faxed, and then um, the floor plan, which is analyzed always in a feng shui consultation, is um, emailed or faxed to me, and then if we're Skyping, I can see it as we go, but if it's not a Skype situation, um, I ask for digital photos, Um, and then I can, you know, I know what those photos, you know, someone will say bedroom, kitchen, dining room, living room, bathroom, and um, and I've already have their floor plan, so I can kind of figure out where everything is. Now, the furthest one I've done away is Hawaii, <laughs> and I'll never forget this lady. She was she had just moved there. They, her husband was a, um, a general in the I forget I, I guess the army, and she had just moved, and she was having to entertain. And she said, "I this whole Hawaii house is like different than what I'm used to. There's the lanai and." all this other stuff, and she just was was overwhelmed. And so I said, okay, well, we're going, she didn't know where to put things. And so sometimes when I do a feng shui consultation, it's an empty house where, or a business. As I said, I work from Blueprint sometimes. Um, but with this particular case, you know, she emailed me all the pictures of the main entertainment areas where people were going to be, and um, we totally took her furniture and we um, we placed it. And she said, I will never forget it. She said, I would never, ever have thought about some of the changes that you made. I also work with a lot of real estate agents when properties won't sell. And um, oftentimes the clients, you know, especially, you know, if the people have already bought a new house and the house is sitting there empty, um, the, the feng shui uh, consultants, or I'm sorry, the real estate agents don't always tell the, feng sh- uh, the client that they're having it feng shui. So oftentimes I will come in and um, I use feng shui, but because I'm also extremely clairvoyant, clairaudient, claircognizant, and clairsentient, which, what does that mean? It means I'm all the clairs, I see, hear, feel, know. I oftentimes will not uh, get a lot of the history on the house until I'm there. I want to read and see, you know, what I can see. And there was one property that was um, overlooking a beautiful park, and it was just a gorgeous, you know, I mean, it was 350000 The price was right. Everything, you know, was perfect with this condo, but it would not sell. So when I walked in, you know, I was feeling the energy, and I said, who is sick in this house? And the real estate agent said, how did you know that? I said, who was sick in this house? Come on, we only, you know, have an hour and a half here. Let's get going. And um, And she said, well, the wife was sick. And I said, why were they arguing all the time? And I said, especially in this dining room, I said, all they did was argue. And she said, well, when they moved here, they moved from Brazil, 
and she said the husband assured the wife it would only be for um, one year and then it extended into three years. And she just, you know, she missed her family so much that they were always arguing over it. I said, well, why is this room the only happy room in this house? And it was this little small bedroom. And she said, oh. She said after the lady got had cancer, she was told she couldn't conceive children ever and, you know, she was devastated, but she conceived a child and carried it and brought it into the world, and she said, that's the baby's nursery. I said, well, this is the only room in this entire space that is, like, happy and filled with joy. Then we go into the master suite, and it was a beautiful room. Now, remember, I'm seeing this empty. You know, I'm just going with what I'm sensing and what the house held, and, um, and so here's this amazing bedroom with an amazing sitting room um, next to it through these French doors. And um, and there was, you know, all glassed in, just exquisite. Well, on the wall of this bedroom, there were water leaks all up and down. And I said, water leaks of any kind in feng shui indicate that there is an energetic leak in the uh, emotional uh situation of the household there's something leaking so if you have a water leak in your wealth corner your um, money is going to drain away if you have an emotional this was in their wealth corner and their fame and reputation area where this leak was Um, and it actually extended the whole back section so it was also in the relationship corner and she said oh no 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 this family bought another house because and and she didn't even the husband did not this is where the, the real anger came the husband thinking he was doing the right thing bought another house without telling his wife now remember this is a different culture than some of the people listening on the phone he bought another huge home thinking that he was doing the right thing for his expanding family and to make his wife happy but he bought the home and extended his contract by another two years and didn't tell her so all of these water leaks were like totally like you know they were they the the real estate agent said there's no way they're going to pay for another anything because they're paying for this place and they're paying for their new house they have double mortgages and I'm about to lose this contract because they're so upset and they're personal friends of mine I said okay well you call the client and you ask if you can intercede on their behalf and talk to the owner of this building um, because let me tell you something when you're asking someone to pay $350,000 for a home and all they can see is water leaks all they can think of is good lord this is a, a, an exterior structure problem, and the person who maintains this building is not maintaining, okay? So they fixed the water leaks, and within one week, that, that place was sold. Okay? All right. So now we're going back to our tic-tac-toe, but I wanted to give you a prelude before we went to the tic-tac-toe to tell you the power of this. Okay, so back row of the tic-tac-toe. Left corner, wealth and uh, wealth and money. Wealth and prosperity, whatever you want to call it, wealth and prosperity. Now go to your middle square in that back row, and that is fame and reputation. Now go to the back right corner, and that is love and marriage parentheses relationships because a lot of times people will say Mm-mm, I'm not looking for a partner I don't want to have any kind of nope nope I'm single I'm happy that's the way I want it and what I say to them is wouldn't you like to have better relationships with your relatives with your friends with your co-workers with your boss anything working with a relationship corner will activate everything else all relationships in your life Okay, so that's your back three. Now come to the middle three, starting from the left. Underneath the wealth corner, um, you put health and family. Then you go to the middle, and you put center. Then you go to the right, and you put children and creativity. I'll repeat that. Health and family on the left, 
center in the middle, and children and creativity on the right. Now, once again, people who have raised their children or done with children or don't want children, and they're like, no, 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 no. I'll say, wouldn't you like to have the energy of a child? Children fall. They get a boo-boo. They cry. Someone loves them and says, oh, you know, okay, okay, okay. And then they say, oh, better. And then they get up and they start running again, unlike adults who have wounds and boo-boos and just sit there and, you know, ponder about it and 10 years later they're still whining about it okay so by activating children and creativity if there's an infertile situation of someone who's trying to have a child and can't get pregnant you activate children and creativity if you are a writer and you have writer's block you activate children and creativity or if you just want to have more creative and spontaneity and happiness and fun then you know then you activate that okay so now we're going to go to the front row on the left, underneath the Heldon family, is knowledge and self-cultivation. Knowledge and self-cultivation. Then you go to the middle, and that is career. Then you go to the right, and that is helpful people and travel. Helpful people and travel. Now, in most Western homes, not all, but in most Western homes, I would say 90% of Western homes, the door, the entryway to your home is in the career area because this bagua or grid that you've just drawn is based on standing at the front of your house and this is the floor plan of your home. So let's just imagine, if you will, that your home has the front door in the middle, just for, for teaching sake right here for a moment. So imagine, if you will, a, a porch that has cobwebs, that has a tired welcome mat, that has a wreath on the door that's been there forever, or has no wreath and is just like a blank door, no energy. Now imagine looking at the um, the lights on the porch, one's broken, one works, one doesn't. One has a, you know, you can your your mind can run rampant with all kinds of things. So when I was saying, if you want to change the chi in your life, work with the front door, which is where the greatest amount of chi or energy is. I was coming in the back door, shall we say, with um, amplifying your career, because career is in most cases where you're entering and exiting. Now, some homes are not perfect squares like this Bagua, so there's always the exception to the rule. Some people are missing a wealth corner. Some people are missing a relationship corner. If your garage is attached, it becomes part of it. There's, like, really a, a, a whole lot of, of, you know, different directions that you can go with, you know, this. But what you do is you draw your floor plan, and then you take little dots and make a complete square, and then you take this tic-tac-toe diagram, your bagua, and you place that over your um, floor plan, and that is the basic understanding. So we've talked about career a lot tonight, but what I didn't mention, because it's impossible to teach all this in one hour, is that the other thing that feng shui consultants do is they work with the five elements, and there are five elements that rule feng shui. Water, so in your career area, write water. Go to your center and write earth. Go to your fame and reputation and write fire. Go to your health and family and write wood. Go to children and creativity and write metal. Now, the reason, you know, you can play with all this and you can do all kinds of wonderful things before you have your feng shui consultation. But what feng shui consultants do is they look at all the, they look at your goals first. You write down your intentions, what you want to accomplish from the feng shui consultation. You write down your intentions and then the feng shui consultant comes in and analyzes your floor plan and then analyzes each well, you, you, there's only, you know, you, the 
part of this is you have to get really clear. You can look at a house and you can be there for days, but you want to support the client in what is the most important thing in their life right now. If finances are an issue, we're going to work with wealth and prosperity. If a job is an issue, career with so many people, you know, with everything, you know, with the job changes and, you know, et cetera, you work with, you can work with three different areas. You can work, but the primary one is to work with career, and remember that water element. What I didn't tell you is that on my front porch, I also have a water fountain. And I, you know, I don't run it during the winter because um, you would have to put antifreeze in there, and I have cats that go in and out. Um, but during any uh, season but winter, that fountain is running at all times, circulating the chi in my career, keeping the the energy moving. So there's the water on my front porch. There's a new wreath that gets changed. There's a you know there's a, there are two rocking chairs so that I can sit and have a conversation with people. You know if I choose you know to to sit outside on my front porch, I'm probably one of the only people in my neighborhood who sits out on her front porch. There are beautiful flowers um, that, and they're you know right right on the front porch that are red, draw the attention. There's you know a beautiful flower bed next to it. All of this is all about the chi, and the more you work with that, the better your life is going to be. Now the other thing is that if you, um, what I want to tell you is that if if you start working with the wealth corner. It may not come through you, but it will activate everyone else in your home with the wealth because um, that's just how it works. So the other thing, I mean, this is the last um, tip of the night, and this works, that helpful people in travel corner. If if you need help with something, maybe you need a lawyer, maybe you need an accountant, maybe you need a bookkeeper, you know, maybe... You know, there's just so many things. You know, if you need a job, you know, you can take a piece of paper and write on the piece of paper. Let's let's just, um, I have to be careful because I'm using the words. And um, uh, oh. Okay, I'm going to just go ahead and say it. Okay, so if you're if you are a person in your family is looking for a job, it's better if, if these intentions in their spread folder are for you, but it can be for a mate or anyone else living there too. So let me give you an example. Uh, uh, one of my clients had a husband who had been out of work for two, two and a half years. I'm going to use this example rather than mine because I know words are important and I don't want to put words that then affect my destiny. Okay, so I was teaching a, a four-week class. They had hired me. It was like, um, it was actually they called me and said, we have eight people who would like to take a class. We'll provide the space if you'll come teach a four-week class. And I said, okay. Fine, sounds great. So I came to them, and um, so I gave them the red folder trick, which is as follows. You get a red folder. It doesn't have to be fancy. It can be, you know, a pocket folder. It can, you know, whatever. And then on a piece of paper, you write. And what she wrote is, my husband now manifests a perfect job that he enjoys and he is paid well for what he does. Now, she got it confused and put that red folder in the career area. She, I said, sign and date it, too. Um, so she signed and dated it and, you know, wrote this little, you know, positive affirmation on what she wanted to manifest for her husband and indirectly her because she was definitely being impacted being the only breadwinner during this time period. She put it in career. I kid you not. Two weeks later, she calls me. She goes, I did what you told me. I put that folder in my career area. And she says, my husband got a job. And I started laughing. I said, well, actually, it was supposed to go on the helpful people and travel corner so that you would attract the perfect helpful person to help your husband get the job. I said, but really, it doesn't matter because, look, it worked anyway. (laughs) Um, Another story I want to tell you is that um, it was just the same group uh, of students, and then one of the ladies took um, another uh, six-week series that I taught at a church, and she came in and she said, look, she says, I'm going to be out of town next week, but I'm freaking out. She says, remember, you know, you saw, like, you know, the work that we all did when you did that class for us, and she said, and we have a conference, and every year by this point we have a huge number of registrations. She said, for some reason, our registrations are down. Do you have any feng shui tips on how to get our our, uh, enrollments up? I 
said, yep, I sure do. I said, do you have one primary phone where all the calls are coming in um, to register? She said, she said um, yes, we do. I said, well, take a red string with a Chinese coin, three Chinese coins, actually. I said, take three Chinese coins and a red string and put it on that phone. I said, if you can't find the three Chinese coins, because I know you're going out of town, I said, just put a red string on that phone. And envision that red as attracting people calling. She goes, oh, my gosh, my secretary is going to think I'm crazy, but she was in your class. Okay. So, you know, as is life, you know, she wasn't there the next week, and the next week she comes in, and, you know, am I thinking about the feng shui tip that I gave her two weeks ago? No. (laughs) But she raises her hand, and she says, do you mind if I share something before the class starts? And I'm like, no, that's fine. And she says, remember that trick that you suggested that, that feng shui cure with putting the red string around the phone? She said, I have to tell you something. She said, we have 600 people registered for this class. And she said, we've never had that many ever. And she said, oh, my gosh, I can't thank you enough. So red is fire. And the part, you know, that I was talking about with fame and reputation with fire, you cannot have fame and reputation unless you have passion for what you're doing. You know, so red brings fire. But if you put too much fire you in your wealth corner, all of a sudden you're you're making money, but it's burning up. It's going out the other end. So all of this has to be balanced. But now, just with the little bit that you learned on this call tonight, just remember, love it, use it, lose it. Change the energy, move things around in your home. It will automatically create new energy. People will, the painting that's been in your home for 15 years, all of a sudden you move it somewhere else and people say, oh, did you get a new painting? Oh, no, I just moved things around. And there's your new chi. There's your new vitality. So as you can tell, I love feng shui. I could talk about it forever and ever, and I'm so grateful my voice held out. (laughs) And um, so if, you know, I hope you found this helpful, and for the most part, all of you did pre-register. There were a couple that came in late, and I did send the call-in instructions, but in order for you to be on my email list to uh, let you know about this and other thing, other classes that I'm offering, I really, really do need you to send me an email, um, and then I can, I can let you know. I have a weekly radio show, and each week I bring on fascinating, fascinating guests, and those shows are all recorded, and then tonight I did this call on my radio show um, platform, and so um, there will be all kinds of people that will be able to access this show that happened tonight, and the more we help and support, the more the chi and the energy of the whole planet will change. So I really want to thank each and every one of you for being here tonight, and if you are, you know, motivated, you know, and you want to, you know, have a consultation, by all means, call or email me. The other thing is, is this is something new. We are accepting donations. So if you feel moved as the energy and chi changes in your home or your life and you're like, oh, my gosh, I want to give a donation to Cindy Meyer so she can keep doing all of these good works, all you have to do is um, we accept uh, donations through PayPal. And um, the PayPal address is Cindy at spiritseeker.com, and Cindy is spelled C-Y-N-D-E at spiritseeker.com. You know, I'm going to end it with a saying from the Course in Miracles about giving. Originally, I was going to charge for this call. Um, I, I, you know, I want to. I, I, I normally charge for these classes, and then I was in meditation, and I heard, "Give the first." call just give it for free and so many people will be helped and i have to tell you so many people are here on this call tonight and will continue to listen because the show will be archived so if you um want friends or family to hear this all they have to do is go to the spirit seeker website click on the blog talk you know radio icon and then go to this particular day and the show is archived But the saying that I wanted to end with from Course in Miracles is, the cost of giving is receiving. So the more we give, the more we receive. It's like that ebb and flow that I talked about with the ocean. The more we release, the more good comes in. The more we give to others, the more good comes 
to us. Same principles of tithing. When we tithe, the blessings come back. So may you all be blessed from this little bit of feng shui energy. And thank you so much for joining me tonight. It was fun. I enjoy it. I I learn, too, when I teach. So thank you all, and thank you to Nate, my producer, who did this extra call for me this week. Be the chief flow for you and all the people that were here, and may we send it out to the rest of the world. Namaste. Have a fabulous evening. Call or email if I can help in any way. Blessings.